In the name of God, creating, redeeming and giving life. Uh, kia ora. my name is Bonnie and I happen to be married to John. Um, thinking about the readings for this week, all the encounters of Jesus with his disciples and friends made me realise how often he had to say to them, peace be with you, and just to deal with their fear and their anxiety. So I want to link in um, two strands with the story of the resurrected Jesus and the disciples. And the first one is my experience this week of being back at school. I'm a primary school teacher. I teach um, the, the new children, the five-year-olds, and I teach in one of the best schools in Tauranga, a small school of only about 150 children. So officially, Term 2 started on Wednesday of the week that's just gone. We've been practicing peace this week. So our boss, um, who's a real character, good for a laugh, uh, he has gathered us every morning in a Zoom hui, or a Zooey, as we're calling it. And there are 20 of us, so we sit there and the screen is full of our faces and our bedrooms and our kitchens and outside tables and the noises of children in the background and all sorts of things going on. And the thing that um, Tom, our boss, is most interested in is our hauora, our well-being. So we spend at least 20 minutes at the start of each of these staff meetings just going around one by one and saying what's on top for us, how things are going in our household. So for Tom, practicing peace is for us to see each other, we can see each other's faces, and to know how we're doing. And just in that short week since Wednesday, uh, one of our staff, her mother died, elderly mother, not COVID-related, um, and another had to put a horse down. So we've been able to share in people's sorrow uh, and also to have a lot of laughs. Another way that we practice peace is that our primary role, as Tom sees it, is for us to get in touch with our families, our whānau, and check in on their well-being. So this week we've been texting, phoning, we've set up Facebook pages that are closed to our class, so we've been able to see the faces of our children as they've put up work. Our parents have been interacting with us um, through the Facebook, and we've just been able to get a measure of how our families are doing. So the well-being of our families, being able to see the children, even though we're still in isolation, has been top priority. We've been practicing peacemaking with our families. The third thing we've been doing is avoiding speculation. The principals of all the schools in New Zealand only know what the government is telling the rest of us. They are having some separate meetings, but primarily they know what Level 3 might look like, they know that Jacinda will be telling us on Monday what's happening in terms of a time frame. And so a very clear message to us and from us is that we cannot tell you anything more, so we're not going to go into lots of speculation. We only know when the government tells us. So we are practicing peace by delivering a very simple message, let's wait to hear. And in the meantime, let's do things one day at a time. 
So we're not doing weekly plans. We don't have the next three or four weeks mapped out. We're working on today and we're seeing how our families are today and how we can interact with them today. So that's how we're practicing peace at school and our boss is giving us really clear guidelines about that. Top priority, the well-being of our staff. Alongside that, the well-being of our families. And to maintain both of those things, we just don't go into speculation about the future. We just act day by day and wait to hear. I have a very good friend, a friend I've had since school. Her name is Liz. And six months ago, she was given um, a very scary cancer diagnosis. So even though she had a hysterectomy some time ago, she was diagnosed with stage 3 ovarian cancer. So what followed for Liz was um, two lengthy rounds of chemotherapy. And then fortunately, she was well enough to come to New Zealand at Christmas, where her family are based, and spend time with them and with us. We, John and I, went walking with Paul and Liz for three days and just had this wonderful feast of talk, 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 uh, and walking as we did that, not knowing when we might be able to do that again and if we might be able to do that again. Uh, Liz went home to the Gold Coast. She had surgery and they were able to remove all visible signs of the cancer. She's just completed another round of chemotherapy and has come to the end of that with no signs of the cancer at all. So six months ago, she may not have had long to live. Now, she's looking at a new life. Liz wrote a wonderful piece about her experience with cancer, and she called it the sushi train called cancer. So I'm going to put up a little video clip of a sushi train and talk underneath it. Uh, I think sushi train is actually an Australian um, chain food, but you'll see from the video that the plates just keep moving around the restaurant and you sit at a table and as they come past you just choose a plate that you would like. And the plates are different colours and the different colours are reflected in different prices and that's really clear at the front. So Liz talked about the sushi train like this. She talked about being in the restaurant and she said, I take the first plate that comes towards me. This plate is black and on it sits fear. It's irresistible. It is mine to consume. I watch as the doctor shows the primary cancer on the CT film and then the secondary sitting on other organs. I hear his words as a death knoll. I have no idea then. I have a choice at this sushi train. And when that fear-filled black plate comes towards me, I grab it instinctively. I own that plate, that fear, as my inseparable new companion. But then I allow family and friends to sit with me at the table and help me choose the sushi train offerings. We pick a yellow plate, unexpectedly overflowing with genuine joy and even laughter. We pick a green plate, lavishly piled up with peace. The red plate, I am told, will hurt, but is good. Very, very good. Six weeks on, I look at the sushi train with new understanding. I wonder how those who dine alone can resist the black plate. How can fear not consume 
when there is no community to steady them and gently support them to acknowledge the black plate, but let it pass by. For Liz, the path to peace and the practice of peace has been making choices. So in that analogy of the sushi train, she has chosen not to take the black plate of fear. She has chosen to choose the other plates. Liz has made choices towards peace at every step. Inspired by faith, surrounded by her family and friends and a faith community, she is practicing peace by making choices. So the disciples, afraid, afraid of what might happen to them from the authorities, are hiding, bewildered, mourning, angry. What is happening? And Jesus appears to them, and they see him. When they see him, he can reassure them and give them the peace that they need. Thomas wasn't there in this version of the story and so when the others told him he still wanted to see for himself. So Thomas the next time was gathered with them and Jesus came and appeared and Thomas could see him. And the peace that Jesus gave them, the peace he had talked about all through his ministry, he was able to remind them that they needed to choose it, that they needed to practice it, even in the midst of their fear, their unknowing, their bewilderment and anguish. So just like at school, we are seeing each other at our staff meetings in the morning. We are seeing our families, our whānau, through our interaction online with them. We are choosing a path of peace. And I think this can apply to any one of us. Even in our time of isolation, we need to see each other in our faith community, our neighbours, our families. That might be by hearing their voice rather than physically seeing them. But for some of us, we've had the luxury of being able to see each other online, and that has made such a difference. We need to be assured of the well-being of those we care about. Checking up on each other, keeping in contact with each other. That's how we bring peace to ourselves and to our wider community at the moment. And lastly, not giving in to all the speculation. What if? What might happen? When will this happen? Will we be okay? Will they be okay? The disciples were giving in to that. And Jesus came and stood among them and said, look at me. Remember what I told you. And each day we can gather as we do our 9.30 prayers together and just let those words of reassurance and encouragement wash over us and fill us so that we remember, even in this bewildering time, 
the peace that God has already given to us. The peace that is ours, but the peace that we need to practice. Amen.